welcome back to House Lights. I'm your host, Liz Noss, and this is your one-stop shop for everything you need to hear about in the entertainment world this week. I am joined by Hannah Holy Cross, um, culture's environmental reporter. Hey, guys. Hannah. <laughs> We're so excited to talk about everything that happened with the Grammys this week, because that is, like, the biggest story this week. All right, so first, let's talk about the biggest win first. Harry's House for Alma of the Year. What did you think of that? So... To be honest, I've only heard, like, two songs from Harry's House. Mm. I know. Not very mainstream when it comes to Harry right. Styles. But as it was and Music for a Sushi Restaurant were the only songs I heard from the album. And I thought they were pretty good. Mm. But if I'm being completely honest, they didn't stand that much out to me. That's valid. As it was was not the best song. And for that to be, like, the, like, the song that got nominated the most at the Grammys was crazy to me. But I love the album. So many people listen to it. It makes sense that it won. Harry's House was his, like, best album to date. So I think if, like, any of his albums stood a chance, I think it's probably this one. But people were really angry that Beyonce's Renaissance did not win. And I, I get that. It was a phenomenal album. But we also have to think about, like, her winning streak, which we're going to talk about later. Um, you know... I think it was someone else's time to get it, but it's like, ugh, Renaissance was so good, so I understand it. But obviously, a lot of people agreed with this. Um, I thought it was completely out of pocket that people were like booing, like him, and he like he could definitely hear it. like there is no reason that that should happen. That's to, a like, bit tough. Else. Yeah, no. I and I think like let's talk about Taylor Swift being the only one standing for him. Because she gets it. She she understands what it's like to be booed by a bunch of, bunch of Beyonce fans <laughs> and felt like she did not deserve her award. And, like, while I think, like, he accepted the award super humbly, let's address the elephant in the room with his thing, with him saying, these awards don't just, like, happen to people like him. Let's, pa let's pause about that. <laughs> he came under a lot of fire for this. So let's look at both sides of the argument. One... He is a white man. Exactly. Most obvious part. So there's definitely a reason why a lot of people are angry that he said that. On the other hand, you know, I saw a theory that he may have been talking about, like, not being a Nepo baby and, like, not being part of the industry. Like, he just auditioned for The X Factor and then got all this fame. But if you ask me, he just should not have said that at all yeah. because he came off, like, kind of, mm -hmm. I don't know, it, like... Uh, when a when a white man who has never talked about his sexuality openly and has only dated women says like this doesn't happen to people like him, I'm like, let me find the list. There's let a me big find list. The list of straight white men that have won Grammys before. What did you think of this? Because like the nep, if it was in reference to like the nepo baby thing, I feel like that's really timely since yeah. that whole like concept has blown up, especially after I think was it the New Yorker mm -hmm. that did the article on nepo babies. So I feel like if it was in reference to that, it was relevant, but he should have, like, prefaced that. That's what I was going to say. But I also saw a tweet that a few snooze reporters liked that was <laughs> basically saying that we shouldn't be mad at Harry for saying that because there's not a lot going on up in his brain. No, and, like, he I didn't, like, this. he didn't, like, they don't think that he, like, maliciously would say something no. insensitive. But it definitely was in bad taste. Definitely. Yeah, no, that boy hasn't had a thought in his head. Did you see him at, like, the Venice Film Festival when he was doing Don't Worry, Darling? Like, his whole thing where his, like, interviews were blowing up because he's just like, it's definitely a movie. Like, <laughs> he has never had an original thought in his head, but that's okay. He's paid to be handsome and a good singer. Yeah, he's got that going for him. We can't ask for more than that. Um, but, yeah. Also, there was a theory that, like, 
he thought that like he's the only guy who like dresses kind of like femininely like and that's what he's talking about but also like it can't be that because how many people have done it before him? A lot. Like Freddie Mercury, Prince, the list goes on. But those are like the two people that like I'm thinking about that have been like mainstream enough to like win these awards. Mm-hmm. And I, okay, I'm gonna leave yeah. it behind because I'll never understand what that beautiful, beautiful boy with no thoughts in his head is thinking. Anyways, still a Harry Sand, but I'm um, I'm concerned about him. Um, let's talk about Beyonce becoming the most awarded artist by the Grammys. Um, and, like, so talking about her history, like, she became the most decorated artist last night. And, like, this is a huge feat. She definitely deserves it. Her album was great. Congrats, Beyonce. We love to see it. There's really not much else to say about it. She's just mm-hmm. great. If anyone deserves to have that kind of streak, it's Beyonce. I've never seen, like, she's one of the very few, like, pop R&B artists that puts so much work into her art. Like, with Lemonade, the Hold Up music video, oh, I always find myself rewatching that. Like, it's literal art. I read a book about, like, how women are portrayed in art, and they literally mentioned the Hold Up music video as, like, just art itself. Yeah, for real, for real. Uh, talking about women and art themselves, Kim Petras accepted the award with Sam Smith. Uh, he, impl- he implored her to deliver the speech because she was the first transgender woman to win this award. Um, when Sa- yeah, they won like best duo, pop duo, um, collaboration, and he, her speech sort of like thanked Grammys pioneers like for transgender music like before her. I just thought it was such a like heartwarming moment, and I feel like Grammys like representation has not always been fantastic. So I feel like 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 most award shows, it's not just the Grammys. So I think this was like a really important like part of the show, and also I just love Kim Petras. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, another thing that people were pretty angry about was the Best Song Award, where Just Like That by Bonnie Raitt, if I'm saying that right, uh, won. A lot of people were angry, but I think I'm just happy that A, B, C, D, E, F, U didn't win. <laughs> exactly. No one can seem to escape that song, but at least the Recording Academy did. I mean, come on, everybody hates that song. A, B, C, D, F, U was nominated? Yes, for Best Song of the Year. Okay. <laughs> silence in the podcast room. That that was a moment of silence for me. I, <laughs> I like, I don't want to be, I hate that song. I it, think everybody It's does. just, like, the same thing over and over. Yeah. Like, maybe, like, a little middle ground. Like, I could have ruined that. Like. <laughs> I feel like, and it's crazy because I'm like, it's obviously the old heads that are, like, voting for the Recording Academy. How did they like it? Yeah. Like, who, like, what kind of millennial type B is that? Anyways. <laughs> Uh, but a lot of people, a lot of people were angry because they hadn't heard this song. And honestly, hot take coming at you. Um, this is what award shows are for, low key. I think it's about honoring the music that kind of went un- underground that year, so that people can actually like pick it up and listen to it. Um, I listened to the song. It was lyrical genius. It's fantastic. And if Taylor Swift released it, y'all would be happy. That's all I'm saying. And I just can't help but notice like the, like the outpouring that it was, like, undeserved. And I'm like, maybe you're just not listening to, like, yeah. the right music. Like, not that you're not listening to the right music, but, like, someone else can win the songs. Mm-hmm. Someone else can, and, like, maybe it was because it was more country, folky, and people can't oh. just get down with that. It reminds me of when Casey Musgraves won for Golden Hour a couple of years ago, and people were so angry. And that's, like, one of my favorite albums of all time. I, 
I love Casey Musgraves. Anyways. <laughs> but, like, Beyonce and Lizzo and Harry all won awards, like, uh, won awards at the Grammys night. There had to be at least, like, one underground pick that allowed, like, other artists to shine. And I don't think the Grammys, like, does that often because, like, I'm thinking back to the year that, like, Billie Eilish, like, sweeped everything. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, that's kind of unfair yeah. to other artists. Because I feel like to only give the award to the most mainstream songs and the most listened to isn't the best because sometimes the public doesn't have the best opinion. I feel like sometimes it's easier to go with public opinion, but to honestly just look at the art and see what was the best, I feel like is the best way. Right, and I, well, I feel like they're desperately trying to hold on to viewers by doing mm-hmm. that, by, like, nominating the same, like, albums that everybody listened to, which, like, kind of sucks. Like, I'm, like I love, you know I love Taylor Swift. But, like, all too well 10-minute version being, like, on the nominations. Mm-hmm. Like, that song was already released years ago. Exactly. Years ago. Like, I, don't get me wrong. I love that song. But it wasn't new business. No. Exactly. Gosh, you get it. Anyways. Um, so, everything that was, like, best rap went to Kendrick Lamar. This As was, it should. Oh, this is exactly what I was going to say. This was some of the most deserved awards last night. Kendrick sweeped the rap sect of the awards. His work has, like, shaped a lot of the rap, the rap scene. And I was super excited to, like, see him there and get what he deserved for Mr. Morales and such. So, that was a great win for mm-hmm. the Grammys last night. Another great win was Viola Davis uh, getting her EGOT status when she won for her audiobook. She won a Tony for her performance in Fences, and then she won an Oscar for that um, same performance, but in, in a movie version of Fences. And then she won her Emmy for How to Get Away with Murder. So she now has gotten EGOT status, and that is so fun. In my opinion, she's one of the best working actresses today, and I was super excited to see that. It uh, doesn't make up for what the Oscars did to her with Women King, but you know what? I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, oh, and of course the Grammys can't be too well represented as they gave Closer, the problematic, transphobic, and homophobic comedy album by Dave Chappelle, best comedy album, even after how much, like how under fire he's been over the mm. last year. They're like, yeah, give it to him. And also let's talk about Louis C.K., who has also been like, he was nominated for best comedy album. I just, do they think that because it's not, like, at the ceremony that, like, people aren't going to pay attention to that? It's it's insane. I just feel like, how have you, like, learned nothing? Like, how can you give, like, another accolade for, like, someone who hasn't, like, learned his lesson? And, like, this is why award shows get a bad rap. Because they continue to put, like, people like him in the spotlight and, like, justify his bad behavior. Anyways, that was my little rant. I'll get off my soapbox. Um, and then I told myself I was going to end on a happy note, so I will. Um... The hip-hop celebration and, like, 50th year of hip-hop, whatever, uh, sort of thing. I can't... I think it was, like... There's no way that hip-hop is only 50 years old, is it? It must... No. It is? Okay. Really? 50... 50th anniversary of hip-hop. That's crazy. The 70s. That's crazy. Anyways, it was the 50th uh, year celebration of hip-hop, and it's super important. Like, I, it's taken them a while to do this. I feel like we could have done, like, a 25-year. But you know mm-hmm. what? It's... Better better late than never sort of thing. But there were, like, a lot of names from old school hip-hop, which is cool. And then they had, like, new names, like Lil Uzi Burt was there. So it was just it was just a really cool production. I really liked it. Um, yeah, no, this is something that needed to happen. I was glad there was more, like, representation of, like, that sort of side of music culture. Because I feel like they sometimes sort of sweep rap into, like, one, ca- one category. And then they don't allow it to be, like, best mm-hmm. album or best song. So it was nice yeah. to see, like, a celebration of that. Even if I'm a little scared it'll be performative but these things happen i i i'm glad they at least did it we'll see if that changes 
Now let's talk about the other side of the Grammys, which was the looks. We love the red carpet. I was actually watching the AP red carpet live stream last night. Love that. Um, Shania Twain looked like a chic clown. <laughs> that's that's a fun description. She wore like this like polka dot like full like suit sort of thing, and then she had like bright red hair. And it kind of looked ridiculous. I did not see that, but just hearing polka dots <laughs> and bright red hair, I don't, I don't need to see it. <laughs> I actually decided I don't want to see that. No, but like, but it was also kind of like camp. Like I love gauche fashion like so much. I can't decide if it's like if it like served or if like I'm conflicted and biased because like I love weird stuff. I honestly feel like celebrities do that on purpose. Like they wear something that's like ugly but just has like a hint of camp. Yeah. So that people talk about it and debate about yeah, it well, and then they like, get more publicity. It makes sense because Shania Twain, why else would she be in the press? Yeah. You know, like True. obviously she's important to country music and women mm -hmm. in country music, but like she probably wouldn't have been in the press if she wouldn't have worn yeah. a crazy outfit. Um, Taylor Swift looks so good. So classy. I loved it. Uh, her little blue two-piece looks so midnights. And her earrings were to die for. I literally posted on my story because I couldn't couldn't handle myself. A lot of people thought this outfit outfit sorry looks similar to what she wore when she accepted her Grammy for Speak Now and thought it could be like an Easter egg. Ooh. Every Swifty thinks everything has to be an Easter egg. I've, I've seen that. Like, so many times people overanalyze Taylor. Sometimes they're right, though. Sometimes they're right. Sometimes. I think well, I here's the thing. I think I talked about this when I was talking about uh, Midnight's. But, like, they posted, like, like on New Year's before it was going to be become 2022, they had, like, um, confetti and everything on there. And they're like, oh, my gosh, she's going to release 1989, like, at Midnight. And then it ended up being, like, literally, like, 10 months later, she would release Midnight's. Oh, wow. She's so smart for that. She is. She's so smart. Anyways, but to her, uh, but yeah, I was going to be an Easter egg to her revealing that she was going to really speak now Taylor's version, but unfortunately, we were wrong again. Girl, I can't keep waiting for you. So I'm literally become, a, I'm going to become a villainous version of myself when speak now comes out. Oh, wow. I'm excited to see that. <laughs> Villanera Liz. For real, no, that would be a rep Taylor's version. That would, like, destroy me, put me in the grave, like, that. goodbye. Oh, my gosh. Look what I made you do. This is why we yeah. can't have nice things. Oh Taylor's God. version. For real, bro. I can't imagine. You did it, bro. Harry Styles' red carpet look was underwhelming. Let's talk about it. I didn't love Harry's sparkly little quilt <laughs> outfit on the red carpet, but I did love his on-stage little sparkly streamer fit that he had. It was all flowy. I don't know if it fit the song as it was, but that's okay because he was serving. Um, but yeah, no, the red carpet fit I was not it was not giving. Um, Casey Musgraves was also serving. I think our own Lily Gwynny said said it best when she posted Muppet Mother <laughs> on her Instagram story because while she was like camp and pink and feathery, she also looked so good. Loved it. Mm. Finally, I wanted to bring up Olivia Rodrigo's outfit. It was I've seen her do better. It's one it's one look that I did not love. Uh, because it was just like a silk black dress. Because I've seen her do so much better and edgier and cooler. And I just feel like she could have gave more for the grant. But I guess it wasn't her year. Last mm -hmm. year was her year to win. Yeah. She's just presenting. Yeah. She's, she's just there. She's just there to watch. For real. Um, but, all right. So Spotify Best New Artist Party also like had like a red carpet. And I want to talk about some of the looks from there. Um, Emma Chamberlain and Role Model. I will literally bring up any like time to bring up Emma Chamberlain. It doesn't matter when it is. I have a parasocial relationship with her. Anyways, they showed up as like the hot old couple that have been together for like 60 years. 
Um, Emma's like in a sweater vest, like mixed with like a long skirt, and her hair looks so retro. And then role model wore this like vintage looking lighthouse sweater. I loved it. It was fantastic. I love nursing home chic. <laughs> nursing home chic? Yeah, for real. It's good. Anyways, Sabrina Carpenter also served. Um, some people were like dogging on her look because they said it looked like a swimsuit cover up. She had like a like a lace sort of like pink skirt. And then you can see her underwear underneath it. But I feel like it was... I, I like the swimsuit cover-up look. Yes. And it's like everyone was so... Okay, that's what I want to say. Like, everyone at this red carpet was so casual. Mm-hmm. And I love that. That's how all red carpets should be. Yeah. Show up in what you want to wear because you're going to a party. Exactly. Kind Why have some you, freedom with it. For real. And not everybody has to wear Dior. Like, it's... She's going to wear her Barbie outfit and she's going to be happy. Exactly. Anyways, for movies, music, and shows, I just want to do one uh, little review on this movie that I saw this weekend, which was Knock at the Cabin, which is directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Honestly, for M. Night, I thought this movie was really good. Um, I didn't love a lot of his other movies recently. Like, oh, I always am so hopeful, and I always go and see them because I'm like, I love a good horror movie. I love a good plot twist. Old wasn't good. The one that was like the visit about the granny's house wasn't good. Split was fine, but it was only because Anya Taylor-Joy was in it, and she's the love of my life. And then... I, I just I just don't get into it and like he came out so well with his directorial debut with um, the Sixth Sense and then it just went downhill from there, and but you know what Knock at the Cabin was pretty good, um, first of all really good child actor in it which I can always appreciate because I really get really angry when the child actor's not good I'm just like this is terrible but she was really good and I really liked their family dynamic in it Jonathan Groff was in it he's really good I love him got it. Broadway Unite anyways. Parts of it were like genuinely terrifying, which like I feel like we haven't seen from Shyamalan in a while. Like other things are just like kind of unsettling or because the movie's not as good, I feel like it's like funny <laughs> instead of like horrifying. So I feel like that was like a win for him. I do wish that there were a couple more like plot twists in it, since we know that Shyamalan is like known for his twist, but I thought it was actually like a well crafted story and like kept me on my toes the whole time. I would recommend seeing it if you're just looking for like a movie where you can like shut your brain off and like go and just watch a horror movie it's nothing too deep it's just a fun like blockbuster type thing anyways let's get into culture stories so you became the environmental reporter later in the semester Mm -hmm. how has it been it's been really cool i was a little iffy at first because i was scared that i wouldn't be able to find many story ideas relating to environmental reporting yeah but i've actually found some pretty cool ideas i'm actually working right now on a story about light pollution because i noticed like when you look up at the night sky at michigan state there's not a lot of stars and i know that's caused by heavy light pollution and i actually got in touch with people from the planetarium and they're gonna give me I'm going to interview them inside the little dome, and they're going to give me some, like, demos. Oh, my gosh. I did that for my first ever article at the State News because it was my my was on astrology, and they did. I love that. I'm so excited because the planetarium is one of my favorite places on campus. And, like, the reason I know that um, not being able to see a lot of stars is caused by light pollution is because when I went to a show at the planetarium, they, like, showed you what the night sky looks like in Yellowstone, which oh, okay. is, like, a place with low, low light pollution. Right. And, like, it's just filled completely with stars. They're so vivid. It's yeah. a, it's insane. So I was like, 
hopefully they show me that too when I go to interview them because that would be so much fun. That will be really, really interesting. I'm so excited for that. But mm -hmm. I want to talk about your most recent story, which was yes. about the uh, Black Empowerment Festival that the BSA put on. So tell mm -hmm. me, you know, what was their mission there, you know? Yeah. Uh, what, for Black History Month. So that was really fun to go to because it's, like, a really, like, fun environment because typically, like, when people think to do an event like that, they would think to do, like, a panel or something, like, very, like, formal. But this was a very, like, light and fun thing. They were playing, like, um, all black artists and just really good music. And then they had, like, a variety of different events. They had, like, painting with a twist where you could, like, draw with templates and just express yourself. And then they also had a room where you could learn how to hustle dance, which is really cool. And then they also had a room called Jubilee Discussion where attendees could, like, go and talk about hard topics in the black community and, like, share their points of view. And when I talked to the head of the event, uh, Tyriana, she was telling me that the main purpose of the event is just to spread love within the black community at yeah. MSU because although MSU, like, claims is like the super like diverse super welcoming university she described that like it's still like really hard to be black at msu and that it's just a good event to highlight black history month to get it started off and just allow people to talk to each other express their opinions and also just to like meet new people make new friends so i thought the event was really cool for that yeah awesome and then you also worked on a story recently with you know our other environmental mm -hmm. reporter uh from before alex walters on mm -hmm. msu's like social and environmental consciousness just as like a university how mm -hmm. do faculty and students like feel about this yeah so alex was a really big help with that article because he was the environmental reporter last semester so he's been following this investment divestment issue like all year long yeah and so basically the university council ruled so there was like a proposal um encouraging the university board of trustees to be more open about their investments mm -hmm. and also to invest more sustainably and be more socially aware with their investments because right now they invest in a lot of oil companies and just unsustainable stuff like that yeah. and sunrise msu the a student organization focused focused on environmental activism has like really been pushing the board of trustees to take this sustainable investing to the next level and like really do that so they were thrilled when this proposal was passed through but now it's up to the board of trustees to decide if they're gonna pass that through because they could either pass it or just choose to ignore it mm -hmm. and um and goes Alex told me because he interviewed people from the board of trustees and stuff that even if they like were to go through with this sustainable investing, if they were to like drop out of these oil companies something like that, they'd have to pay fees for dropping the contract, mm -hmm. which might mean they're giving more money to these companies than they otherwise would. So this like divesting might cause more of a problem than what people think. That's crazy. Um, I really only have one more question for you, mm -hmm. which is what what do you want to cover for the rest of the semester? Yeah, so really anything that comes my way. I feel like most of my story ideas that like lead to my best stories just come out of nowhere. And I really just want to bring to light definitely environmental activism going on on campus, but also things about the environment that are going on that a lot of people don't typically think about, like the light pollution thing. I feel like a lot of people don't know that that's something going on and that's something that cut that like affects you day to day and just yeah. aesthetics of the outside and then i'm also working on a story i'm actually co-writing it with ellie from the culture desk as well because mm -hmm. we've actually pitched the same idea <laughs> to miranda just like with different angles like there's issues with like the water at msu 
and we're writing an article about how like students are impacted by that and also like even myself i'm victim i use plastic water bottles all the time from Sparty's because I don't want to drink the water. And even like with a Brita, I still don't yeah. feel like the water is good enough. So just really like keeping my eye out for anything going on campus that people might not turn their eye to. Right, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank today. you so much for having me. Yes, and as always, we're going to finish with our yik yak of the day, which oh this my. one's just <laughs> weird. And that's why I picked it. Grapes are easy to acquire and easy to eat. What would make you want to post that? Is it graves or grapes? Grapes. Grapes are easy to acquire um, and easy <laughs> to eat. Hmm. Um. The mindset's not there. See, like, I've seen a lot of weird yik yaks, <laughs> but at least they have, like, su- like, I could kind of tell, like, yeah, substance, like, why somebody posted that. I I'm going to have to disagree. I don't think grapes are that easy to acquire on a college campus. I would have to agree. Easy to eat? Mm-hmm. Sure. I don't think I've had fruit in months. So. Oh my gosh, you're so right. I'm so scurvy coated. Yeah. I have so much scurvy in my bones. Anyways, that's it for House Lights this week. I'm trying to think what I'm going to talk about next week. I don't know. We'll see. It'll be Play a surprise. It by ear. Exactly. All right. Have a great rest of your day, you guys. Uh, I'll see you next week. Bye bye.